0: I think it was June or July of 2020 and I just got my new pump and my blood sugar was a little low on the way to yoga so I drank some juice to get my blood sugar up
1: Diane has type 1 or juvenile diabetes meaning her body cannot create insulin to control her blood sugar so she wears an insulin pump a little device on her hip
0: well, my pump saw my blood sugar going up and said, oh, I need to give her insulin. Gave me a big dose.
1: An elongation in the spine. You pull in on the belly.
0: And then I started doing the yoga class. Lift up on
1: your diaphragm. Take the crown of your chest up towards the sky.
0: Next thing Close you know, I'm, I'm inside an ambulance.
2: The paramedics rush Diane to the hospital. They stabilize her and soon she's back to normal
1: crisis averted this time at least, but it is a reminder that people with diabetes are always at risk of blood sugar crashes or spikes or both, and all too often trips to the emergency room.
2: Diabetes poses a serious challenge for anyone who loves to exercise. Yet exercise is one of the main ways Diane controls her blood sugar. It's like Diane's walking a blood sugar tightrope even for a simple yoga class.
1: And for Diane, Yoga is pretty much the least challenging exercise she does.
0: I've done um, three full Ironman races, so my longest took me 13 and a half hours. My race plan consisted of like a two-page spreadsheet that was nothing but how I was gonna manage my blood sugars.
1: This
2: is My Body Odyssey, a show about the rewards and challenges of an active lifestyle. I'm Valerie Wences.
1: I'm Robert Pease. In this episode, we're introducing the odyssey of Iron Woman Diane, a recently retired power industry exec who swims, runs, and cycles at a really high level, despite having type 1 diabetes. But we're also
2: introducing the challenges Diane and others face while exercising with diabetes, not only while competing over many hours, but even in a seemingly safe and predictable
1: yoga class. As many millions of Americans with diabetes. One in 10 have it already. Another 30% are at risk of developing type 2 diabetes, and it's our most expensive disease. One out of every $4 in U.S. healthcare is spent on diabetes.
2: Let's start where we first met Diane, as well as some other people with diabetes using exercise to help manage this condition. We were at the finish line of the New England Tour de Cure cycling ride, which is put on by the American Diabetes Association.
1: We're in a college dorm entryway. Riders are stowing away their bikes while making dinner plans. Way back in the pre-Covidian era of 2019.
0: Yeah, I have type one diabetes, which means I'm insulin dependent. So I wear an insulin pump. I can't live without insulin.
1: At what age did you learn that?
0: I was diagnosed when I was 28.
1: And so were you a cyclist already at that time?
0: No, I didn't start biking until I was 40, so it was like almost 10 years later when I started biking. I see. It, it definitely makes it harder. It's just really um, can impact your blood sugars when you're active, so... And I started doing triathlons when I was forty.
1: Isn't that particularly difficult managing?
0: Crazy difficult, yeah.
1: We
2: also met Howie at the same Tour de Cure New England event. He's an avid cyclist battling both cancer and diabetes.
1: Type two diabetic, was diagnosed shortly after my last of uh, six rounds of Uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Despite those huge challenges, or maybe because of them, cycling's remained a central part of Howie's life and his treatment. Yeah, I just, you know, because of all the riding I do, uh, they're able to hit me harder uh, with chemo, with radiation, when they have to do it.
2: This point was echoed by Diane as well. She told us exercise has made her a better diabetes patient by reducing the amount of daily insulin she needs to survive.
0: My doctor described it as a three-legged stool. He said to really have good control, I needed to have um, exercise... Insulin, in my case, you know, the medication, and then diet. And so exercise has always been part of how I've managed the disease.
1: But then COVID hit, we all remember that.
0: A SARS-like virus, which has infected hundreds in China, has now reached the United States. And
1: those with underlying conditions. Kidney disease, diabetes, chronic heart disease. And as with many My Body Odyssey protagonists, we didn't speak with Diane for two and a half years, until this year, 2022. We've been wondering how she'd been doing physically, mentally, and emotionally without the events she so loves and so looks forward to.
0: It's been really hard. Uh, COVID resulted in a number of events like the New England Classic really just shutting down. And I, I understand the need for that. A lot of the people that participate in those events, especially when it comes to diabetes, are more at risk from... Um, you know, COVID, infections, uh, complications arising from that. And so I understand they had to go virtual.
2: During the COVID years, Diane also lost her qualification for that most revered of all marathons, the Boston Marathon.
0: So I qualified for Boston in 2020, and I was actually training for that when COVID hit.
1: First time in its 124-year history, the Boston Marathon is canceled.
0: So um, I ran a virtual marathon. The Boston Marathon is moving online because... One of the hardest things I've ever done, but I finished it. And um, I then tried to get back into Boston for 2021, but they had a much smaller field. And as a result, um, the qualifying time was, was much more difficult and I didn't get in. So that was a letdown,
2: Diane. You said it was one of the hardest things you've ever done. Is that because you, there weren't like crowds cheering on, or you didn't have people you normally race with? Like, it's what's that headspace like when you're having to do it on your own?
0: Yeah, it was very different. I get a lot of energy from the crowds at races, and when I pick races, I typically pick ones where there's a lot of you know big crowds and um, just a fun atmosphere because you know it's very mentally it's hard. I will say that a lot of my teammates, who were quite a few of them who were on the New England ride with me, came out and some of them ran sections of the virtual marathon with me. Some of them rode their bikes.
1: So many options closed down during COVID. Diane and her friends had also been doing a lot of online yoga.
0: There's a YouTube instructor that we really like that does yoga. Hi,
1: and welcome to the Yoga with Tim 30-Day Challenge.
0: Yoga with Tim...
1: I'm Tim, and this is my dog, Ollie.
0: And we did the 30 day challenge and we formed a text group just to motivate each other to stick with it. And for some of my um, friends, it was their first time doing yoga. Um, For others, they have been doing it a while, but they hadn't done this particular um, instructor's classes. And so I think it has stuck with a lot of them.
1: Yeah, well tell us what you like about uh, Tim's classes.
0: I like his classes because he describes them as yoga for longevity. He really focuses on form and doing things correctly so that you're gonna be able to do yoga for years and not hurt yourself.
1: Spending a little bit more time in the poses and relaxing into them, you'll feel more open and you can flow with more ease. But all of that makes Diane's yoga episode where she ends up in an ambulance even more puzzling. Dan's no stranger to yoga. She's been doing it for years.
2: She's no stranger to diabetes either, having been diagnosed three decades ago and managing that disease via that two-page spreadsheet for three Ironman triathlons and a bunch of marathons as well.
1: But she did have a relatively new pump for that not-so-restorative yoga session. Could that have been a factor?
2: We reached out to one of the world's authorities on the management of diabetes through exercise, Dr. Michael Riddell of York University in Toronto, who happens to have type 1 diabetes himself.
3: I was diagnosed in around 1983 or 84. The, the notes are a bit unclear for me on that because it's been almost 40 years. I was diagnosed at a time when you know insulin came in a vial and you took one or two shots a day and did your best to, to keep your blood sugar in a reasonable range. But at the time, we didn't even know if blood sugar control really mattered for longevity and diabetes.
1: That diagnosis set Michael Riddell on a research odyssey. To better understand and control diabetes, his team at York University's published more than 180 scientific articles and are currently helping develop an exercise-smart artificial pancreas for people with type 1 diabetes.
2: Dr. Riddell has helped a number of professional athletes manage their diabetes, such as the elite NHL player Max Domi.
3: Domi scores! Max Domi having the game of his career!
2: In this TV interview, Max Domi recalls his own diagnosis some years ago and the first questions that came to mind. So went
0: and got my blood work done, came back positive, and the first question I asked when the doctor came over to me was, oh, Max, it looks like... Uh, Looks like you're a type 1 diabetic and you're going to have to head down to Sick Kids today. I'm like, okay, but like, can I still play hockey?
2: <laughs> Dr. Riddell remembers that diagnosis as well.
3: Oh, well, Max and I have become pretty close over the years. I, I knew him the summer that he was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. I've learned so much about that type of intense competition that Max faces including, you know, short shifts, two-minute two minute shifts or less, uh, skating as hard as you possibly can. By
1: comparison to an NHL hockey shift, Diane's yoga class seems way less intense, and not even the most challenging activity she undertakes. So we asked Dr. Riddell what might
2: have caused that trip from yoga mat to ambulance stretcher. His explanation includes the medical term for the dose that Diane's pump provides— It's a bolus of insulin, which then lowers her blood sugar level.
3: She did exactly what she's supposed to do to get her blood sugar up for the yoga class. But the pump didn't know she was going to do exercise. And so it saw the blood sugar rise a bit and it gave a bolus of insulin. And when it gives a bolus of insulin and then all of a sudden she does some exercise, that exercise working in in combination with the insulin drives the blood sugar down. And so this is the real frustration that that we all have with this emerging technology. It's wonderful and it works most of the time, but in some situations, typically spontaneous exercise, it can let us down. Was there anything she could do with her pump? Does she have any adjustments that she can make going forward? We're now recommending that if you're on these Artificial pancreas pumps or closed loop insulin pumps that you delay your carbohydrate feeding until you start your exercising. But you also know that she did much better, I think, when she did her Ironman because she was so much more organized and and had planned out what she needed to do, what settings needed to be on her pump, what she needed to do with her insulin and her nutrition. And it's those types of planned exercises where these pumps do better, quite frankly.
2: We asked Diane what she had learned from that anything but Zen yoga experience.
0: Every time I do yoga, I now know I need to take my pump off to prevent something like that from happening again.
2: Wow. And I'm sure nobody, I certainly would never think, oh, if she's going to have an issue, it's going to be during a yoga class versus, you know, one of your (laughs) really, really intense events. But what great knowledge, you know, for people and good thing that you were with other people in a safe yeah. environment. It
0: was a great educational opportunity. The the YMCA, they now have you know juice boxes that all their teachers, all the instructors know where they are. And I know I'm not the only diabetic there, obviously. And I said, this is what you need to do. So I think you know sometimes those things happen, and um, try to make lemonade out of those lemons.
1: turns out, crashing blood sugar isn't the only challenge people like Diane, who have type 1 diabetes, may face during exercise classes. There's also the problem of the dreaded pump alarm.
0: Recently, I had an issue, and I don't know if any of you are yogis, but you know, it's a pretty calm, quiet atmosphere typically. I went into a class, and my blood sugar was starting to drop, and my pump alarms. I walked in, and it's just this horrible, loud beeping noise, and i trying to drink my juice box, and I'm having to get the strata, and it was just, it was awful. I ended up having to leave the class, you know, the whole thing. And, and you know, things like that happen, and you're embarrassed.
1: And that might cause some of us to roll up the yoga mat and position it in closet pose.
0: There was a part of me that was like, I don't want to go back. That was so embarrassing. And I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going back. And I let the instructor know I'm really sorry for disrupting the class. And she was great.
2: And that does seem to be that Iron Woman Diane mentality at work there in the yoga studio. Just one more mile, just one more posture.
1: But can that mentality go too far? Diane told us her blood sugar had gone low once during the swimming leg of a triathlon. But she didn't wave her arms for help. She kept on going.
2: How much is too much dedication to exercise for those with diabetes? Should others strive for that level of Iron Woman dedication or take a more measured approach? We asked Dr. Riddell.
3: Oh, I celebrate what she's done and what she's doing. These are the people who I think are champions in in the area that I study. I think we learn so much from them. And and sure, it's not risk-free, but the right kind of person with the right type of technology and equipment can tackle an Ironman. They can be on a pro cycling team, they can play in the NHL, and I just find that so inspirational. And sure, from time to time, they're gonna stumble a bit with their blood sugar management, but we know that, that it's not insurmountable. They can accomplish their goals. An Ironwoman
1: Diane has a lot of goals ahead of her, such as running along in her daughter's first half marathon this year. <laughs>
0: Well, she's given me many lectures um, about, you know, if you're going to run with me, we're going to run this pace. And I am fine with that. Not, not every race needs to be a race race. And so I have decided to to take that opportunity to just really enjoy it and to be there for her.
2: And having just retired, she'll be doing more trail runs and paddleboarding with her dog.
1: Is there a look that your dog has to give you to say, I'm really tired? Can we go home now? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I, I was kind of worried about her when I decided to retire. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to take it easy on her.
2: Let's hope daughter and dog are up to the Diane challenge. We'll find out on the next leg of her odyssey. Many thanks to Diane for sharing her story with us.
1: Next episode on My Body Odyssey, we're going to hear from a protagonist who's also a medical expert. Dr. Sarah, avid runner, occasional triathlete, who faced quite a challenge, diagnosing her own chronic condition.
3: I'd gone for 30 years with no injuries, and then all of a sudden I've got an IT band. I got plantar fasciitis, I'm tearing my hamstrings. I, you know, I have back pain and just, and it was just, looking back on it, once I got that diagnosis, it all started to make sense.
1: Meantime, what about your body odyssey? What obstacles do you face in living a more active lifestyle?
2: We all know we should be more active, but life can get in the way in so many ways, especially for people with chronic
1: conditions
2: or recurrent injuries, behavioral issues.
1: We'd love to hear about your odyssey, the rewards, and those challenges. Go to our website, mybodyodyssey.com, and send us a message. My Body Odyssey is a Fluent Knowledge production. Original music by Ryan Adair Rooney.